Hello and welcome to episode 143 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. James and Jake to run you through all the Wednesday news, even though we don't really want to. I don't think anybody wants to. We do want to sit down and do the podcast and chat to each other, but Sheffield Wednesday all season. Um, (laughs) It's one of those things I wish we had a different topic as a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like those... those (laughs) I'm genuinely tempted, like, to make a general league podcast for it and just yeah. talk about the whole league and Wednesday is just a part of it, right? <laughs> because then we can look at other things. Do I venture into Premier League, Jake? Is that where my channel eventually goes? Because I do watch so is... much of the Premier League. I probably watch the Premier League as much as I watch Wednesday. I don't watch... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah. Hmm. I, but the problem is, the only thing you've got there, you just could, it'll just be called the VAR show. And you'll just have to keep getting people to come and check your stuff every time you put something up. But did you watch Chelsea City? It was bloody fantastic. It was great, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it was such a good game. Like, to, be fair, it was... to be fair, the West Ham Forest game beforehand was good as well. Do you know what I like about this season is... People were saying like they like to mock use the farmers league like like a lot and the fact that we're not obviously. But then it came to a point where City were winning everything all the time. And it, but if you look at and yes, City might still win the league this season. They're obviously very strong contenders. But if you look at how tight it is in November in the Premier League, it just shows how mm. competitive it's becoming again. So oh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the fun thing. And yeah. Been, I'm intrigued I've, to uh, see what Spurs do at the during this international break. Because the first back-to-back losses, it'll be interesting how they bounce. I think they're going to struggle a little bit more because Madison was quite key for them and he's going to be out mm. for a while. I, I removed him out of the fantasy team quite quickly. Um, but yeah, we'll see we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, I did enjoy that getting you know, their high lines interesting, very high pressing. I didn't watch the Wolves one, obviously. Um, I only caught... I think thankfully for me, I was working this week during the Millwall game. Yeah. Um, and I blinked and I checked my phone every like, <laughs> sort of like every, every so often. And there was three in the net. At what, and I was like, what? Because I think there was a, there was like a half hour span where I didn't check the phone. Yeah. And I was like, it was nil nil for quite a while. And then I looked and went, oh, I'm going to love watching that back. And I did. It was great. But there's plenty <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. Um, and obviously they added a fourth. But before we get into any of that, how, how has your week been outside of all of that, Jake? Uh, well, I have this strange thing called a child and it picks up every sodding illness known to man. After last week's uh, podcast, I picked it up from school and I just got, I want to go to bed, daddy. I was like, ah, that's not good. She normally yeah. comes out full of energy and fine. So we get her home. She goes to sleep. I think it was Wednesday by the time we finally got a doctor's appointment. Bacterial tonsillitis. Nothing oh, she can do apart. Well. Yeah. Nothing she can do apart from have um, antibiotics and lots of ice cream and ice lollies. But she what finally was she done all- I have no idea. That's the problem. Uh, who or what she'd been licking, I don't know. But it, it's just that whole thing. My child seemed to pick up everything. And I made the joke I could put her in like a bubble and she still picks something up from being inside the bubble. It's just See, her immune system's naff. Bacterial, that's quite interesting because I thought I had viral tonsillitis a couple of years back. Um, and it was actually bacterial. And I was like, how the heck? Because everybody used to say you used to get that from like necking and stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Um, and I hadn't been right, but what didn't help my case <laughs> is I'd been on a stag do the week before. <laughs> right, <laughs> so it was kind of like when you add all these things up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, hmm. But when what I do also remember is the fact that that stag do had a lot of sick involved. <laughs> it had a lot of just generally outside dirtiness there was lots of buggy in there was like um axe throwing all that sort of stuff yeah. we weren't really being the most hygienic i don't think on <laughs> yeah. that. and i'm usually someone who's very 
sort of hygienic sort of thing and wash your hands make sure you everything yeah exactly um and i think my body just whatever it was and i was just gone i think one of the um one of the lads that came on it had just come back off having uh, the Rona as well. So there was oh, a lot of geez. sort of sickness in the air sort of thing. Well, anyway. it, it, was, um, it was a strange thing because when McKenna didn't go in those next couple of days, we had got an email from school saying, hey, we've got a couple of cases of Rona in teachers. We've got a lot of students having uh, strep, strep A. A lot, just all the bugness happened this week. It's yeah. like she went to school Friday because she was starting to feel better. Uh, it's because kids, kids don't wash their hands though, do they? No. So it's one of those no. things where like if she's got, because all it takes is for her to have like eaten something without washing yeah. her hands after touching a door that one of the kids that has got. Also doesn't wash like, yeah, their exactly. hands. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's so easy. Yesterday, she, Saturday she was fine. And then Sunday and today she turned into her usual grumpy self, which is the great thing. When they get to about five or six, they have this great thing as in kids where they turn into horrible, horrible little children that don't want to listen to you or do anything because they think they're best. And if you've got a girl, I'm starting to see what I'm going to see during uh, teenage times. So I'll be living permanently down here. So I won't yeah. be in the thing. So I'll just make... The, the reason why this has been made into a little bit of a man area and with all my things A in man it. area. All right, Jake. <laughs> caveman this is cave shit yeah yeah pretty much how's your week been mate all right i um so far did an event on i helped to tech all that and then have to set this space back up so that was fun um i uh trying to sort out bits of work again that sort of thing was working did did a bit more this week um Started doing some content for the channel that will see the light of day in the near future, but it's just the process at the minute because up until Christmas, I'm going to be very busy. It's also, if you do hear anything in the background, you shouldn't because I've got good noise gates, but rain is chucking against that window. Currently. It was earlier up here. Yeah. Up here, it was horrible. We got stuck in it this morning. I like how you're saying up here, though. I'm more further north than you. You are. Yeah, you are now, yeah, now, yeah, now I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it's the weather was awful um i just i just uh ran so somewhere because we uh and i absolutely got soaked so that wasn't ideal but it's a lovely time of the year when the weather goes tonight i just can't stand the rain when it's it's getting to dangerous levels it's Mm. that sort of rainfall and uh, when you have to go out and work in it it's not ideal. But yes, uh, other than that, good. Just, again, I'm really... I can't believe, because it's not a great game, but I am really enjoying Ultimate Team in the AFC. Yeah. Because I don't have time to play anything else, right? But I have time to do a few challenges in that. And like I've nearly got a full team of Wednesday Evolutions, and there's an Evolution nice. that's just come out, which means I might be able to Evo Barry Bannon, which means I'd have a midfielder, and then I'd only have like two players left. The problem is, though... We only have one player. If you're playing a four-four-two, that can only play as a left midfielder, or a left, and it's Josh Windass. Mm. So it's like I've got Patterson and Michael Smith up top. So it's not exactly pacey, but yeah, I have been tempted to use Wilkes, but I'm um, I'm reconsidering oh. it. But it's nice to like think, oh yeah, this game's great. This is we've got a really good championship team here because I might even take Vardy into it, sort of thing, because he's a championship player, sure. isn't he? Yeah, but. Then we'll be League One next season by the looks of it. Which does bring no. us into the fact that we have to talk about Sheffield Wednesday, Jake. Before all of that, though, obviously there are memberships available on the Dexterity Box channel to support Talking Wednesday and the other products Products here. Products? Oh, yes. I've got my <laughs> Sheffield products. Um, <laughs> click join below the channel. There's memberships available at different things. I've just put a post out that everybody's saying, what would you like to see on uh, the next Talking Wednesday extra? Because um, usually we come up with something quite on the spot and we do all of that but mm. we thought um there might be sometimes we do like a a writing show where we just read out a load of writings and talk about it but we could if we see a topic in there that we think could be an episode itself that's what we're kind of looking for at the minute we kind of want to bring especially with extra we want to bring that community side back so Definitely. you lead us there you lead what you want to see um on that side of it but yes uh 
there will be one in a couple of weeks as we are very nearly uh, reaching the backlog of episodes there um, from the ones that were due previous months but we will be well back on target actually because quite a few have come out in the, the recent month and usually they're mm. obviously once a month um so and they're very good i've been yeah i've been enjoying doing them um all that is available Leave us nice reviews. Please don't forget to do that, especially around Christmas time. Boost that algorithm when people are battening down the hatches a little bit. Um, go and leave us five stars on a Spotify episode. Go and go on Podchaser and just leave us a review. If you've got Apple, if you listen to this on Apple, um, leave us a review there because they're really helpful. Five star and a few words would it, go a long way. Um, even if it's just five stars and you put like a thumbs up in the uh, in the reviews, that would be amazing for us. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Sheffield Wednesday... Played Millwall this week, and oh, right. Talk us gonna, through this I'm one, gonna, Jake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna start it like this. We weren't that bad up until this goal. Again, we were making chances, <laughs> yeah. and we were. Ma- it was quite back and forth, and I think one of the strange thing for me was it's very strange to see a team in this day and age play four four two. You'd rarely see it, and they played four four two, and they did really well we were attacking quite well and trying to get things going but our biggest issue is we cannot take our chances for their first goal Anthony I'm not going to even attempt this surname after last week because <laughs> I'll have a new different variation um, Anthony had a gl- really good chance it was great work by Barry Bannon to get the ball get it to him and he could have probably done with squaring it into the box but it just qu- wasn't quite there and the issue for me was if that goes in, it changed the game. The fact that we had Barry Bannon of well, a red card got overturned, which was fantastic, what we needed. But the issue is if that goes in, you're probably thinking we've got a, something here that we can do, we can work with. But then you go and get that corner. Why the hell is he a free man? I don't understand why he got a free header that's just criminal to be doing that in this day and age and defending. And again, for me, it was Bambo Diaby. Um, I like the bloke, but I just don't think he fits this back line. So for the first, so for the first goal, um, it was like Pato had gone to the wrong man at the set piece for me, you know? Yeah. Um, that was that was what it looked like there, which is unfortunate in that situation. But he ended up having so much space. Yeah. Because if you look at the way they set it up, they clumped that four round R3. So we were always going to be a man short there. But you take the gamble, and Pato took the gamble of the man that was splitting off to the right, and then the one that split through the centre was the one that put it in. And it's kind of like, that. that isn't great, to be fair. No. It's not, I wouldn't say it's specifically his fault there, but we just didn't have the the numbers in the right place to cover that. And they, they knew what they were doing, clumping all those players there and then splitting off. I think um, it says a lot about us, about us not having a set-piece coach at the minute as well. I think yeah. this international break, the coach's situation need to get sorted. Uh, I think it, I think it will do. I know, I know there's, there's not specific concrete links, but there's been, there's been talks, obviously, about us having deals in place previously and stuff with yeah. coaches and it just been waiting on the coaches and things like that. So hopefully that will... Um, happen soon and we will obviously talk about it when that the happens. second goal though he couldn't stop it it was a cracking strike let's just let's just call it what it is that was a well hit shot so you know the what a lot of people it, were saying was his positioning they were saying mm. his positioning was bad and i don't know what you think to that what do you think to that i don't know he's going through a crowd of people i think I, yeah i don't necessarily agree i don't think i think he probably could save it because what I did is I really slowed that down. And obviously, mm. even slowing it down, it looks kind of harsh to say his position is bad. Because if you see Dawson, he actually reacts quite quickly. As yeah. soon as he sees that it's actually going to land with that player outside the box and he's actually going to do what he's he does, moved. you can see his shit, he's moved. Yeah. But the thing is, it happens so quickly in that with that crowd, he can't get to the corner. So it's one exactly. of those situations where I don't. I saw some people blaming his position online for that, and I think that's a bit unfair because yeah. it was a great strike. It happened quickly in the moment, and he does suss what's about to happen. He yeah. just can't get there in time, yeah. and I think that is a bit harsh to call him out on that. I think the other thing is you look at that 
you look at 1-0, you think we might be able to get back into this. If we, As soon as it went 2-0, you were like, ah, we're done here. Even yeah. going into half time, I was like, we're done. You go, you go into the second half. Now, the biggest thing in this second half for us was as a positive. Bailey Kadamarchi came on at half time. My God, dart that player. Just start him next game. He's done more work in and around the box than most of our strikers have done all season. And I, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but he just he just had that presence of being able to get on the end of something and just try and make something happen. It shows yeah, I did, you I how don't much think, we're I, I think he, I think he, he um, obviously, he didn't have the dream debut that anybody wants, but he showed some, he showed some enthusiasm when he came on. And it's, it's more of a case of, I think putting him on there. We'll talk about that later. Is it a time? Mm-hmm. Is it a good time to build when there's nothing to lose, really? But let's talk about them goals a little bit more because, again, Dawson's coming for some quite heavy criticism, so it's important to talk about. I think <sighs> the, thir- um, the, the third, the third, the third one. one. The thing I've got is you can't just blame Dawson. The defense is at fault as well. Because yes, no one's closing do, down the cross. I, th- I think there's a couple of things there, right? If you look at that and you break it down, the actual the what a lot of people didn't see in the moment is the player gets a foot to it. Well, after yeah. Dawson sa- saved it, the player gets a foot to it and brings it through him. You know, with the rebound, mm. which is what yeah. makes it go under him. Basically, it's not that he misses the second one. That's where you've got two arguments. The defense should have helped him out. They should have reacted quicker, but they were so that. But again, I think that was their positioning off the back of that. However, I will say, um, and I've I changed my mind on this because again, I thought that was really harsh on Dawson. If you're going for it there, even on a rebound, you've got to smother it on the first time yeah. and take it. Yeah, yeah and I know it's even the if the player again. gets to it, you've got to. His his yeah, his instinct was there for it. Just the execution, he needed to make that because what you do as a goalkeeper is if you take that and you take that responsibility, that yeah. responsibility is then more in your hands because the defenders come come second there, really. You know, so you, I, I would say that if you looked at fault there, I just think it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a great move in in all no. in all truth. Dawson, his intention was right. He was coming out and he was trying to save it, and I think he tried to smother it. It didn't happen, and then we concede on the rebound. But I think I think we I think we are kind of seeing what some people said about Dawson last season, saying a good league one stopper, maybe championship is a little bit too much. But at the same time, you look at that back line; it's not a confident back line. If yeah, you've got I, a confident back line, it's better. And the problem is exactly. Me, I kind of think after this two week break. I think you bring Bambo out and you put it icky there. Yeah, probably. Probably. And the, I think the fourth there's... goal, it was just what can you say? We we hadn't given up. But yeah, I, I actually, I actually thought it. if you would be if you were looking at the Dawson out train, really, uh, you could potentially yes. say he came he came out a little bit too early. Uh, but again, but the goalkeeper, I, I don't, you talk I to don't come feel out comfortable trying to. We're looking, we're looking for people to pin all the blame on. That's what I, I can feel is put the blame on. <laughs> the pl- I think what we've what we are quickly realizing and should realize now. Um, I talked about when I I talked about when um, Rule came in that um, I'm concerned that we've not gone for a firefighter like Warnock because this is mm. going to be a firefighter season, and Danny Rule is fantastic in terms of a long-term appointment, in my opinion. But I think he's going to lose a lot of the fans because results that I don't think are in his control because a lot of fans don't see things rationally. Yep. A lot of fans see things emotionally. And That's when... why all this weekend I've seen all these things come out about Danny Rawls said, oh, is it, he's not going to be the right man. The thing is, he's the right man with the wrong team. The problem we had, we had a really naff recruitment in the summer. The issue yep. is we recruited poorly. We did. We recruited for re- a manager that didn't want to pl- that wasn't going to be here for more than like ten games, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a case of it's a case of I actually I don't see much hope, and I I, I feel like we we've got to get relegated. If, the thing is on this because I don't is, think we've got the time. No, and the thing the you've got well, us. the ninety point to play for. T- for the rest of the season, right? And people said, oh, there's 90 points. Yeah. But I don't see us picking up those those relevant points. We are going to have to have a miracle like we did against Peterborough to stay up this season 
but it's got to be have to be every game. The only saving yeah. grace in one sense is that we have this international break now where we can literally go on and work on stuff on the training ground, which we wanted to happen when he first, when he got the job, but it took yep. so long for his clearance to come through. He had only a week. He got a pre-season, I think it's part three we've had now, pre-season part three, a lock count. Um, and the thing is, I've seen people say, oh, he'll go at the end of the summer. The problem is, I don't think Danny can go at the end of the summer because then it doesn't look good on him as a manager if he's his first manager job, he gets relegated, goes, oh, I can't do this, and walks away. Yep. Can I... So, you know, there used to be the thing that used to say in the championship, 50 points keeps you up, right? I want yep. to look at this realistically because for me, this is why I'm thinking we could be relegated already, and I'm trying not to be negative, but we've got to look... We've got, we haven't done this. We was haven't had an episode where we spoke like this. Was it 47 points? 45 was safety. Like was safety. 40, so it was quite a low score in one. Reading, Reading obviously, were third from bottom with 44, and same with Blackpool. They were 44 mm. as well. Um, 49 points was Cardiff City. Just you know, So they stayed up by five points. Um, so you're looking... If we look at that 50-point target, because that's the average of a championship season, everybody gets 50 and you're safe. doesn't always happen. But I don't think that's going to... I don't think the players are good enough for this situation because even if they were good enough for certain systems, the majority of the squad aren't good enough for this kind of system, which is actually the system we want to see. We've got players in there that will build to it, but there's not enough adjustment time. So if you say realistically which is not realistic, by the way. Danny signs 10 players on January 1st, right? This is the best case scenario. He signs 10 players and they gel immediately, which is obviously, again, cuckoo land, right? Yeah. That's 10 games, which yeah. is another 30 get points to play for, which means at that point on January 1st, we only have, if you said there was like 90 points to play for, yeah. I haven't done the maths on that, but that means we take 30 off that we end up with 60 points to play for, which means we genuinely have to win most of those games because we yeah. are currently only on what? Is it Will we six, seven six. points? What are we on? Six-ish. I think. Yeah, whatever we're on. I don't even know because we're just not getting points. Yes, six points. Okay. So unless we can gather in the in this first half, we scrape results and we can gather, I don't know, 10, 15 points, yeah. go on a run. That is our only way of staying up. If we go on yeah. a run, and then but then we have to have a dominant second half to the season, and that's the thing. Because the if you look... you've got go on. well, right, is QPR got a new manager and looked like it's changing. Rotherham about to get a new manager. You look at that bottom from 20th to 24th towards... It's yeah. got to be so difficult. And the games yeah. we've got coming up don't help us. Like, there's no, no easy, there's no easy games. I think the thing is, if we're going to actually get out of this, he needs to work his backside off in this this little window he got for two weeks and just drill them. The issue is, I just think we knew when we came up, we needed a brand new rebuild for the championship. We said this. We said, yeah, we as did. soon as we go up, we need a massive thing. We looked at the retain list and went, mm, that doesn't seem a bit about right. Because there were certain players who were like, yeah, why are we giving them I was convinced, deals? even though I like him, I convinced like that we were going to let the likes of Gregory go. We had too many yeah, Asian strikers on the books. We needed a refresh. Yeah. And that's the thing. You look at you look at what we've done in terms of recruitment. They're just, there's a handful you can say were good. Gasserman, yeah. Masava. Deshaun, Bernard, yeah, right? They're the ones that you can say were decent. We never went and got an actual permanent goalkeeper, which we needed. Yeah, I could see the, him putting that. You see, you see, I think this is the, the one roll of the dice. Backwards, he, uh, backwards in like next game. Yeah, I think this is the roll of the dice. I actually think it would possibly benefit. He'll see it all in training, but if he can get the, if he can get his system, you know, he's got two weeks to drill it. Yeah. And then get players in. I think it'll probably be Vasquez and Kadamatri starting if Smith's not back. Because, again, Smith should start for me. Smith would start. There's obviously been yeah. an injury there. He, he, was, but, he, was meant, he was meant to start at the weekend and just didn't. Yeah, but is, I, think, what, I think I'd rather have the enthusiasm of somebody young and trying to prove themselves like Kadamatri than um, anybody well, else but thing. Smith right I now. Reckon you'll get, I reckon you'll get Joey Poofy coming through as well. Yeah. 
Fletcher goes we'll back on January. Fletcher goes back on January. Fletcher goes back on January first for me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a waste. The thing is, I I think January first we're probably losing Hendrick, Fletcher, and Buckley. So that three players. If Momo Diaby back, yeah. that'll be good because he did run the midfield. He did, that first. I know it was one game, but he improved us so much in that midfield. He did. We we need somebody like that because the thing is, you free up. You free up Bannon for the creativity, and Bannon's not a defensive midfielder. He drops deep, no. but he's not a defensive midfielder. So, especially at Championship, we don't want to be putting all the expectation on Barrett Bannon. No, in that we've midfield. done that too he's, many times. Yeah, he's he's obviously he's obviously getting older as well. I'm not saying like detriment there, but that does happen. You want to actually utilize him as more of a flair player and a player that's linking up the attack rather than dropping deep yeah. and having to bring it from deep. Have somebody that's in that defensive midfield role, breaking up the play, winning the ball distributing it to Bannon and then he can, we can go off. You know, you need somebody to come in and do that dirty work and run that midfield in that regard. The thing that, We've got four games in January, right? So even if we have a heavy window, there's time to... That's not too many games in January to adjust to things. They're not good games either. We've got Hull, no, Southampton, Coventry and Watford. Um, but it's a case of... Uh, the, I think the thing I for feel, me... I feel, like we're going, I feel like we're going down at the minute, but... yeah. There is there is a chance if we get about you need about fifteen points before Christmas. I think that's the minimum we can get because then you you build it. for the second half of the season. No, the let's look at it. I don't see us getting fifteen. Let's look at that though because that, let's actually have a look at what we've got coming up then. Because if we look at where those fifteen points could come from, how many points we got available? At the, so at the international break, it ain't fun, mate. <laughs> yeah, Birmingham, <laughs> Leicester, Blackburn, Stoke, Norwich, QPR, Cardiff, Coventry. Preston. They're all the fixtures we've got up until January 1st. So if we were looking at it now, Birmingham, a Maybe. point for me. I think a point because I don't think... Maybe. Oh, actually, no, drop actually, it, drop there's a potential through. Tell you what, let's say, let's say Rooney's got time to work with them over there, but they aren't obviously, you know, they're actually probably worse than they were now under Rooney. So well, let's say... That's, to 18th. Let's say we get three points there. Okay. Yep. Leicester, no points. No. Blackburn. Point, possibly. Yeah. Again, they're 12th, though. 22 points. They're not... That's at home, so we're all right. We'll say a point. This is us being optimistic now. So we've already given us four points out of three games, which is mm. <laughs> a bit more than half our current it? total for the whole season. Stoke uh, uh, against Stoke. I don't... I think it's one of those games where we'll drop points unnecessarily. Yeah. So I, I, I don't see us getting anything there. Norwich, I don't see us getting anything... <sighs> Norwich, Norwich is an interesting one. Depends if they change their manager because they got stuff going off behind the scenes that are not great. I'm going to give us a point that. there. I'm going to give us a point there, and then we've got QPR at Hillsborough. I I reckon we can win that. Three points. Yeah. Yeah. So what did we just say? So we we're we're on. We've given them eight. Okay. <laughs> Cardiff. <sighs> not sure. No, I don't think we're going to get anything from Cardiff. So we'll say no, no. points. Coventry, no. Because uh, no, it's one of those things where possibly. they're not doing well this season. But again, no, we're possibly. not... We, we're no, not doing well <laughs> Let's go it's cautious not... and say a point at Coventry, okay? So yeah. nine points. Um, and then Preston. And, uh, we're losing. Yeah, we're losing. So out of those games... We've said uh, probably around nine points would be the if we go off Wednesday's current sort of situation nine points yeah yeah which is not the fifteen or so because by the no. way fifteen wouldn't be I'm not saying fifteen is enough to keep us up at the end of the season it's just to keep us from falling too far is what I was yeah. saying like because that would obviously put us on twenty one points and then you're looking for the you look you're looking for the twenty nine points to build up the rest of your season right the thing is you look from about Plymouth down what well, Birmingham down. Let's just call it what it is. Swansea, I can see getting out of this. Birmingham, I'm not too sure. And I still don't think this bloody Wayne Rooney thing is going to work. Plymouth are going to be that team that just survives, but survive because they've managed it. Coventry are all at sea because they've lost all the best players. Huddersfield more needs the transfer window. That is something that he'll get. The thing is, people having a go at Danny Rule, he hasn't had a transfer window yet. Let him have a window. I don't. I, I, I actually think, think that's. A, I think that's a vocal mic. I've noticed this a lot. I actually think, and I can't believe I'm becoming one of these people. But Twitter is an echo chamber. Yeah. You know, you do hear the certain opinions, and whether it, it's all all across 
it's usually opinions you don't agree with because they know you'll they'll bait you and they'll get they'll get you know. So I, I actually yeah. I have sort of stepped back and thought, well, that's not the general thing because I've seen a lot of stuff on social media I don't agree with recently, um, mm. and it's one of those things where I'm just somebody who doesn't react to it, but yeah. I know a lot of people do. Rotherham, if they get Warnocking or Wilder in, if that that's who I reckon they'll go for or stay up. QPR, not too sure. I don't know about this bloke. And it all depends what Danny can do in this next two weeks. Well, I know Plymouth aren't very ha- uh, confident on staying up. No, they're not. So they could get dragged into it. I will say, if he turns this around, it'd be fantastic. And, and I know a lot of people talk about the the long-term appointment of that. Yes, he is, it is a long-term appointment, but the problem is I could actually see him becoming very disenfranchised and the fans turning very quickly if we get relegated this season when it's not his fault. He could easily... Re- the reason we need to stay up is we need this basis. We need the championship basis for him to build a team on because the thing is yeah. you've got to reset again in League One. And here's the thing, right? Isn't it easier... In, in my opinion, it's easy to actually do the reset at championship level. Um, easy to get And if you then. absolutely need to, bring in players that would also, would actually be cream of the crop in League One, not aging players. I'm talking about players that if we drop down, that yeah. would be the players that we think about that in the championship in a couple of seasons time would be fantastic. And they're the build back up. Right. Here's here one of my big issues, right? And it's a big one. It's we're looking at two coaches. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. We still do not have a head of recruitment. It's not done. And the problem is the transfer window. We You want a head of recruitment in now working with Danny to go, hey, we want these players in for January done. If we're still sodding about with trying to get this head of recruitment in or whoever they are, we're going to be even more behind again. We're yeah. playing catch up on catch up on catch up. And the problem is if we keep playing catch up, we're gonna be that's just gonna be our season. And again, we had fifty nine percent possession. Jake, was it? Was that picking the ball out the back of our net? It was good. <laughs> to be fair, we were good. There were times where we had the ball and we were good. It's just what the one thing you said most live streams or most podcast we done. We we create chances, but we don't finish them. Our finishing of chances are woeful. Yeah. Patterson's um Patterson I like as a player and he should be a squad player, but I don't think he should be up front. I preferred him. Uh, you know, like in, in those positions to Yeah. Uh in an attacking threat. And I know he doesn't always get played up front, that's not what I'm saying, but like it's a case of he's just not we've not got strikers with that clinical ability. A clinical striker in this team, by the way, we would probably have about twenty points now. Yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because the thing is you know when we said about who might go in January? Yeah. Right? We said Hendrick, Butley, and Fletcher to go back, right? Yeah. Sell Wilkes. It, it's not worked. It's probably Sorry. time, yeah. It's not worked. You'll God, get I what you can for him. I actually hate I hate that, it. Yeah. I hate it because I want it to come good, but it's just, he's not even he's in, not, on he's the bench. Not, yeah, I know. Yeah, it makes so sense. So Wilkes, Wilkes goes... And you probably look at moving on someone else. I don't know who, but you move someone else on and try and fit those spots then. Yeah. Because the thing is, Wilkes should be firing on all cylinders in this style of play. It suits him. It's how it was at Hull. He just, he's, he's not, what for whatever reason, it doesn't work for Wilkes at this club. And you get players like that where it doesn't work at certain clubs. Do you know as a player who would really work for us this season? But he, he's obviously on loan uh, abroad now. Go on. Mighton. Yeah. He would have been the ideal player, wouldn't he? Yep. We had him at the wrong time. Yep. I think Corbinu, to be honest. Yeah. But um, there's players that I've seen under the more time that would actually fit this system, which is just weird. Um, yeah. I also think having someone like this is the way you get from players getting released. A Deneran is the kind of player we need. Yep. And I know he had his injuries. Backinson, that's the one I've probably let go. 
Uh, yeah, but I think, this... but I think Backington may come into the team a little bit. I, th- but... I think he's, I think he's the, the player that's getting looked at as the the builder. You know, they're, mm. they're looking. Which position does? Uh, what's his natural position, Pooty? It's. I think the thing is that what he's you've a winger, got is it, that. Is is it, he yeah, he's a winger. Oh, hang on. Well, his 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 profile says that he's. Right out of that back. on the twenty tw- ones, you yeah. could probably bring in Bailey, Joey, and you could possibly bring in uh, Rio and Sean Fuser. Out of all that on the twenty ones for the first team. Uh, no, for me, for me, you play you play the players that stood out the most in preseason. I think you only do two. We don't need to become a full academy club yet. Maybe give them some chances, but for me, Pooty and Kadamatri get in the squad based mm. off what I've seen as the time. But then again. I saw some people trying to throw stones at Masaba. Don't start that, right? Nope. You know, because he, he missed a chance in that. And people are saying, oh, He'd yeah. the only they, one creating them. Yeah. He's a player that needs to develop. You start throwing pelters at it. The I thought problem him we've and got, Gasserman. I thought him and Gasserman. You, you can build around them. Yeah. You've set something. Unfortunately, again, you get the eco chamber of social media. And a lot of people just look at the results. I don't mm. comment on the results if I'm not watching the game. Yeah. At the time, I need to have seen things before I emotionally react to something, right? I'll occasionally put a funny thing if I've seen the score, but I won't act like I've just seen what's happening. A lot of people in these eco chambers just react to the result and what they're hearing and seeing on a bit of text, right? Yeah. Which is fine because you support your club and you want your results, but in terms of the rationality of it and actually how to build players, it just adds to that toxicity. Right, mm. and it's not what we need at this situation. We do need to build. I am taking that separate from. If you want to put your frustration at an owner that put us in that situation, I am completely separating that from that. But in terms of the yep. playing side and young players that are here to develop, and a team that is needing to develop, we need to not have that. Especially, I just hope. I, I actually want our players off social media now. Just, just yeah. don't <laughs> see, don't look at any of it. It's very difficult. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. One thing I wanted to talk about last week, and I actually forgot to put it in the show. And this is something on Danny Rull. Is he being unfair to Liam Palmer? I don't. I think with Liam Palmer at the minute, I think Liam's... I, I don't think he's been unfair. I think Liam's still, he's still trying to get Liam back to full fitness. He did have a double hernia. So for some context, he he's not been involved for, in did, the squad. There seem to be things on Twitter... Um, again. I have noticed a couple of things that say otherwise that he's training with the under-21s and stuff like this. But also now, it's a case of, I think there was a tweet from, was it a member of his family that said something about him having a Saturday afternoon with, with his, his actual mom. family? And then somebody put, so, and I'm not saying this, by the way, I'm not slating that they shouldn't be doing that. Um, but what I am saying is that then fan, some fans jumped on the back of that and said, isn't he not even watching the lads? Sort of thing. Which you would, which to be fair, doesn't look great on him. Because to be honest, I understand why if he's in, if he's if he's not being involved, sort of thing. But yeah. where was he if it was a Saturday afternoon when Wednesday were playing, sort of thing? It is the question. It is the question of of that there. So we have to play both sides. But for me, my actual side of it is. Danny Rule came in and said he saw him as a fullback. For me, I thought he played so well in that defensive midfield yeah, role. Did. Why? And and I, he, Danny Rule's a manager, not me. But when we are dying for somebody to play that role, why aren't we using somebody who played it last season and actually did well when they were called into that spot? Can I also can I also make the thing of well, can we not do this again with another manager where we're questioning the whole Johnson thing? It'll be Liam Palmer this time. Yes, it will. With it, because can it will. can we just? The thing but is, again, I think what got me is that it, 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 it was the fan short memories because immediately they were yeah. going, oh yeah, well Palmer's never been good enough, has he? And I'm like, have you just... Right, your player doesn't... He was a, he was great that season we actually got relegated, which I think a yeah. lot of people forget because we got relegated. That was championship level. He was fantastic last season. He was. He can still do a job. He Yes, it's a standard above, right? But for right. me, he can still do a job. Until... Um, this, is, this is where I've got to think, oh, he, he's not this great. He played with a double hernia from January to the playoff final. Yeah. Right? You don't be able to do that and go through that pain barrier unless you're decent or got a level of professionalism. 
He could have quite easily turned around to Darren Moore, this hurts too much, I'm not doing it. He didn't. He went, I'll just play through the pain. That's no joke of an injury. The one, the one thing I have to say is like, I want I want to sort of like Liam Palmer's career. So I think he will actually go if this doesn't work out. And I think he, he, he'd very easily start and be a great player for a team like Rotherham or something. I don't know if he'd want to do he that. He really wanted him to retire with Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I could see it, you know, stay low. Because he'll probably he'll want to stay local. Um, yeah. Sort of thing. He He's going to... He's going to be a good coach one day. Well. The, the one thing I will say... And I hope he sees this from a Wednesday perspective, even though I do feel like it's unfair on him because I do I do like him as a player, you know, and for for, for the way he's been with Wednesday mm. is he's a Wednesday fan as well. Yeah. And as a Wednesday fan, if I, I hope he can kind of separate and see what the fans are seeing in the fact that Rule does appear to be an exciting manager. And if for yeah. whatever reason something has happened behind the scenes and he doesn't like him, that the the fans are just ho- just seeing something different in this manager that could potentially be better for the club overall. And I don't like the fact that he'll probably fall victim to that. But I, I am also slightly hopeful that it is a case of maybe he just doesn't think he's fit enough and rules level-headed enough to actually bring him in that. But because he only sees him as a fullback, whether he mm. uses him as that option and only sees him as that option is the, slightly count- the slight counter-argument to that, I guess. But that way you probably... Ha- backroom staff such as uh, Neil Thompson comes in and helps a little bit. Yeah. And so, the problem is the last thing you need this doing is going to a chance theory level, like kind of thing, and that getting involved. Like, at the end of the day, managers are going to pick who they want to pick. If it's fan favourites and he's not being picked, yeah, it's annoying and we know what he can do, but let's just see what happens. Something could happen during this international break which clicks and they sit down sort of. I don't think there's a case of falling out to a point. I just think he's trying to assist them. And if it's not worked, it's not worked. And the thing is... I actually think he's protected him well, though. That's the one thing I will say which shows a a level above. Because Zisco came out and said, you'll have to ask the player why he's not playing. He was petulant about it. Whereas he's come in um, and he's actually said said things like, sometimes a manager doesn't see something from a player straight away. It doesn't, doesn't sort of... Uh, have that feeling for a player straight away sort of thing. So he's trying to say it on himself that you can very much see that from that he's saying he's not seen enough from Palmer, but he's not saying that the player's not working hard or anything like that. He's always he's commented on his professionalism. He's commented on the fact yeah. that he's a big a big personality for the team and things like that. And um, you do see it when uh, managers come in. Not every manager's going to like every player. Because he, he turned around and said about Palmer on, on what you just said, said Liam's uh, reactions for the last two weeks have been fantastic, the Alp Boss Act. He's had so much success and he's been part of the club long term. He knows what I demand for him. And this week he's shown he really wants to be back in the squad. This is football and this is what happens when you have a big squad. That's how you handle it. Exactly. And um, I think it's a case of if we do end up... We, 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 you've got to say, we we're going to bring players in, but we're also going to be in a situation where you send those three loan players back and if we pick up injuries, you've got Palmer around. He's he, he's my, yeah. he's under contract. He, I think he will do a job for the team. And I just, I guess I kind of want him to not, I think this is probably going to be one of the hardest times of his career, sort of like in terms of he's just come off this high with Wednesday, being the man that scored that goal, you know, yeah. and, and at the end of last season. And, and bringing that, to us and having that high to go to a thing where all of a sudden you feel like you've been chucked out probably under the new manager. However, mm. it's one of those where he he is Wednesday through and through and if he can get his head down through it and either leave at the end of the season and go, that's sucked. Do you know what I mean? That was an awful period of my career. Or do what he did when he did those, you know, those runs and get to the fit and, and just, just work extra hard because yeah. it... it to be honest, for me, that's a win-win for a player because you either get yourself back to where you were and you show the manager um, or the manager, you realise the manager is being unfair and rather than sort of like, I'm not saying he's sulking, but rather than having get to a point where he would sulk, he just leaves and he goes on. And, you know, and it's one of yeah. those situations where it's like, well, it is your loss, but it doesn't have to be bitter. And I like the fact that it seems at the minute that we're keeping that fairly stum and there's nobody throwing anybody under the bus, but it does seem like there's something there. Yeah. But yeah. See what happens with Liam Palmer. Let us know what you think in the comments on that one, actually. Right. 
We're into the news. God, that's a long game. No, we've got a championship big, review. We're not even into the news yet. We've talked so long. This I is think, a, I think we're, I think like, we're like 50 minutes in. Yeah, exactly. 45 on my clock, but there we go. Um, Blackburn Rovers 1, Preston 2 was the first result of the week on the Friday. Sunderland 3, Birmingham 1, Southampton 2, West Brom 1, Coventry 0, Stoke City 0, Sheffield Wednesday 0, Millwall 4, Watford 5, Rotherham 0. To say Watford have been struggling, you know, yeah. at certain points in terms of Watford's sort of form, they're on the way back up, aren't they? Middlesbrough 1, Leicester 0, Hull City 1, Huddersfield 0, QPR 0, Bristol City 0, Ipswich Town 3, Swansea City 2, Swansea City with a red card in that, Leeds United yep. 2, Plymouth 1, Cardiff City 2, Norwich City 3, Leicester City are on top of the table with 39 points, but joint 39 points are our promotion buddies, yep. Ipswich Town, it's just crazy, in second, but only behind on goal look difference. what happens, what a couple of wins can do, look where Middlesbrough are now. Yeah, so... Yeah, Middlesbrough 10th and Middlesbrough were down with us. So it can happen, but we need that run and we need it soon because yes. 16 games in, we've got minus 20 goal difference. So we ain't staying up the, on I goal difference. It, I think it's the most in the entire 92. Wonderful. Love that. Don't have a Forest Green in League One to get battered every week to help us out there. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor team. Um... Yeah, so let's move into the news. Michael Smith was obviously injured ahead of the Millwall game. Yep. We don't really know too much on that one. It's it's not been reported so far that it's going to be a long-term one. Do you think it's yeah. a case of maybe I think, I think recoup it, over I think the international tight, break and back? I think it's probably just like tightness of the hamstring or something, just tightness. I think you, it's the time of year where muscles tend to do things that are not meant to do when it gets cold. And if you don't warm up properly, it can just be an issue. Yep, and obviously Michael Smith is... Um, a little bit older, not old, old, right? I, I especially, yeah. So, uh, but he's he's at the point where injuries will start to become a little bit more of a, a thing now, as especially as a striker mm. with the physicality that's involved in that. Um, hopefully, he's back because he was very good against Rotherham. He brings something different yes, to the was. team. For me, he's our first choice striker yeah. with this lad on his heels, Kadamatri. So, first of all, his day, his professional debut. In the championship for Sheffield Wednesday, was it a good game to play him in? Um, Coming on when he yeah. did, I think it was because it gives it gives the team a little bit of that kind of thing. Hey, oh, this young lad's on our tail now for like the players who were in that position, kind yep. of thing. And I think at two 0 it felt like the game was already done. So it was just let's just see what happens. And he got 45 minutes and he made a lot of good chances. I think the pick of the bump was he had a shot and the keeper did have to make a really good save to keep it at 2-0. That goes in, it changes the game. His yeah. movement was great. He was picking up, he was running for every ball. He was trying to use what strength he got as his aid to just see players out. I think it worked well. You could probably use him and Windath together quite well. And Windath came on and did okay, but... Kadam Archie was one of the positives in that second half where you're like, we have to start finding a way to use him more. And you know what the nice thing is about this, James? This is the first time in a long time we've had a manager go, where's my academy? Who's in my academy? Let's just use them. Yeah. And I think that, again, is why we need to trust the process over time. Because here's the thing. Here's the one positive, right? As long as Kadam Archie doesn't get his head turned, which I don't think he should, to be honest, especially no. with... I don't. I don't think it should end up like another Hurst situation because we are. He's got the fans on side, and you don't. To you be won't fair, have that he had a chance of going to West Ham. Yeah, and he turned it down. So, if we get relegated, if we do get relegated this season, he could start and he could be the man. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, you could actually play two up top and play hit because I think even Smith, he'd be thirty-two, wouldn't he? Down in League League mm. One again, him and Smith. We, Smith gets goals, so Kadamatri and Smith up top, we'd probably back up with that strike force. But it's yeah. not. It's it's. Uh, it, we need more in the squad for the championship. Yeah. But yeah, so it's going to be a case of taking our time with him, not getting too impatient. Uh, I saw some people going, "Why bring him on when we're losing? Oh, great time to get hate." No, it's a great time because there's no pressure because we're already shown that we're not very good on the day. Yeah. Anything he comes on and does is actually a benefit, you know. 
Um, he worked the keeper. He did he did his job as a striker apart from goal. Yeah. Jake Glover, one of the youngsters, has gone on loan to Spennymore Town. Uh, piece of news yeah. there. So obviously, I think Luke Jackson gone back on loan as well. Yeah, he's Can't extended his gone. loan, hasn't he? Um, they... I can't Trinity. remember. Oh, yeah, it gains for Trinity. Trinity or something like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I felt like right. it was that, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah, in case I was wrong. I feel like a lot of our players go there. Well, they might not, but I just feel I, like no. It's I think I think Luke gone there more than anyone. Yeah, might live in Gainsborough. Um, so, Chef, this is from the Star. Sheffield Wednesday to hold meeting with the rest over decisions after faux pas flurry. Um, there's a lot talking about the ban and sending off here, but. It's more interesting what he said ahead of the game with Millwall and the star has quoted Roll as saying this, I am very happy that Barry is not suspended and that he's available. That is perfect for us. But it would have been a different match on Saturday with him. It's a pity. We can't change it now. We have a meeting with the refs about the rules. It's good for me to have that now. It's about going forward. It's a normal process. It was the same in Germany to speak to the refs about the rules in some situations. It's all about good communication. Sometimes we have questions about situations, but it's good to have that process and to have that conversation between refs and the manager. We need a good relationship with them and that's it. So. Refs. It's a big yeah. thing in general football at the minute. Yeah. I like, I kind of like what Ange, third manager said. Look, you've got to respect them. They're the ones in charge. At the end of the day, we're not refs. They've got to do it. They're human as well. Mistakes will happen. Now, here's the thing. Mistakes are fine. It's There's no consistency anymore in refereeing decisions. Yeah. Every week, one thing that happened last week is completely different to happen this week, which doesn't get the same reaction. Like, if you look at the Valentin uh, penalty against Swansea... They came out and apologized for that and said it wasn't a penalty. The thing is, I'm not going to go too hard in on referee because it's a hard job and it's getting harder. But the problem is the certain things you see and certain referees get promoted to games and leagues when they're probably not there yet. And I think that's due to not being that many refs around these days. So they're just getting anyone who can who've done a couple of games in, say, League 2, oh, you're going straight to the Championship, we need a ref there. Again, it consistency. There isn't consistency, and I think that's what annoys the fans more. Fair play to them for overturning it, but I do think it's put, it's, it's massive points dropped oh, in God, that yeah. game. We were, because we were, we were dominating the that game at we, that point. We, yeah. Um, whereas Millwall, you can actually see, they, they technically, they've got that, They've lost the previous manager. New manager comes in, and they, you could call that a new manager bounce with confidence there on top yeah. of Wednesday's crumble. The problem we've got now is Wednesday will crumble. We're, we're back mm. to the Wednesday crumble. Do you remember when we used to talk about that? And yep. If we concede, I think it's good it's to happening. see it happen now, though, because it's good at it, all. But I get what you mean. No, yeah. no, no. But it's good to yeah, it's good to see it now because it gives. Danny an idea of what's happened and it gives him a chance to sit down with Sasha Lenz and go right how do we change this mentality because this is a mentality thing it's a yeah. concentration concentration it's a mentality thing again I still think and I'll say it again Sasha Lenz I think is the biggest key to who come in to the club on the mental side of things because you look at what we did in that final Tom Bate come in mentally changed the players around and look what we did yeah, it's it, you can talk about mentality and that, but the mental as long as we we can keep the heads up, I guess, and that's the, the big thing that he's going to have. I just think we need to keep all the players buying into the system, and that's yeah. going to be difficult with contract. Because the thing is, you talk about players going, we can only realistically get rid of the loans this window. Players that are on contract, unless we can sell them, they're here. Mm. So that's where the bigger problem comes in, especially with mentality. If those players aren't going to get anywhere near the squad, you get those little... Because the players have got to train and things like that. Yep. You get those little pockets of players that don't have the investment in the club that are mates with the current players. And it spirals a little bit. Yeah. And that's the yeah. problem that you end up facing there. 
Um, but yeah, I just think officiating, it's a hard job. It looks a hard job, but it's also a case of, I don't buy into this VAR needs to go, by the way. And I'm very different to what a lot of people are saying. VAR doesn't need to go. VAR needs to be implemented correctly and competently. Yeah, that's the problem. It's used, it's over-reliant now. Yes, and there needs to be bigger sanctions for when it goes wrong in terms mm. of there needs to be a case of, no, we got that wrong. We need to repeat that. We need to take the clock back, something like that. Or yeah. it gets to a point where that doesn't happen because there's competence in it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. The VAR thing's interesting because I think it was something we got offered the idea of using technology to use in the Women's World Cup where it's not drawing the lines. It's like a animated body. Yeah. And we turned it down. We actually turned that system down. And every other league is using that system. Yeah. Why are we the only ones that are not? It works. It's... It's, it's one I, of those situations. I, I don't like how Howard many, like, sort of, like... I think he would have fixed it. I don't like... I, I guess I don't like the fact that you don't get those scrappy goals that might have just slightly come off a hand anymore. But I actually think about... Yeah. The reason that VAR is important to me is because England have been robbed at so many international tournaments. Mm. And we always seem to be on the end of it. And the luck's not yeah. with us. So we need... I want that. I want that on an international stage. And maybe there's an argument for just having it on an international stage, but um, no, I it just needs to be implemented properly. It's not even in our I league. I don't agree, though, with bringing it down to the lower leagues yet. Uh, you actually have to have, unless it's, the th- that, that won't, ha- I actually think it should be in the lower leagues, but I also don't think it'll happen because you, you have to fund the screen. You have to be able to inform everybody what's exactly. going on and stuff. So if clubs don't have to pay for it, then yes. But it should be a league thing. Mm. But, but yeah, I, I want it. I want it. I think they put VAR in... They put it in the Championship League 1, League 2, and I think they put it in the National League Final last year with people scratched their head at kind of thing. Why put it in when it's not been in all year? Yeah, the the National League it caused some problems. You see some of them challenges. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that's the thing. There is an argument for those sort of levels. Maybe don't bring it in there because you want the mm. uh, you wouldn't have it in National League anyway. But even the lower levels, you've got you've still got a little bit of kick in your football. And I think your, we your need nas- that. The National League is just a fan holding his smartphone up. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound it. so old now, but you get a lot of these Premier League youngsters that are just pampered, right? They don't get sent to league. They don't get sent to league two anymore and get kicked. Do you know what I mean? They don't. And if you put VAR in the lower leagues, they're never going to get that. You do need to get kicked. And the problem is, I guess with VAR and more and more, oh, you can't make a challenge like that anymore. These the, the players don't get kicked. You just sound like prime guy for punditry there. I know, but it is. There is a side of it, you know. Tell us how you really kick, feel, Jamie. Kick those players. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we will uh, we will wrap up this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Unless you have anything to add, my friend. Uh, no, it's just it's been a good episode. To be fair, we I think it was the first time in a long time where we we been able to do an episode and like go just go with the flow. Yeah, there's not a lot of news this week. There's not a lot to talk about, but there is there is that state of it. I was thinking to myself, are we going to have to go bi-weekly? Is it going to be that miserable that we're going to have to go like the podcast every two weeks? Uh, just while we're... Because I, can't, I can't be bothered <laughs> with, the, with week, the pain. Two-hour two episodes. Yeah, that, that's the thing. We could come back after two weeks and uh, just come, in, come on a little bit merry and just whine. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I think it's uh, it's going to be a case of we need those 15 or so points at least. We so knew it was going to be difficult this season. And the problem that's going is, to be the thing. Yeah. The international break is going to be massive. We said that about the last international break though, uh, but it's more time for him to come in and do that. I've seen a better style of football. I actually just yeah. don't think the energy was there from the players. I think they, uh, when a couple went in, they just, they lost it a little bit. So it's a case of keeping that press there. And for me, Danny Rule couldn't could really struggle for the rest of the season. 
And I will continue to blame the players because I'm done blaming the manager. Same. Same. There's, there's only so. there's only one thing that's common when it comes to like this squad. It's the same lot of players each time. Yeah. And we might have our favourites um, and that, but nobody comes immune to criticism. So, nope. working over international break, points on the board afterwards. That's all we can talk about. We will see you before the international break ends, of course. Um, might do a bit of international talk, actually, and, uh, yeah. and talk about the uh, coming up ahead. Obviously, make sure if there's anything you want to talk about over the international break, you get those suggestions to us. There is a comment section on the YouTube version of this podcast. Use it for other, anything other than moaning, which some of some people love to do. Um, but I did like the comment where somebody said, "Here's the time link to go to the video." Uh, yeah, to I, I, it's funny because I did say I delete all of those, and I was like, ah, "I'll allow it." But for now, guys, take care, and we will see you. That's not the sign-off for this, but we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.